Crusaders, and welcome to another edition of Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me, as always, is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and writer, and the guy who's known as the Mad Bomber to his toilet after a spicy curry, it's Mm -hmm. Mr. Will Robson. (laughs) Say hello, Will. (laughs) You've spoken to my toilet personally, have you? I'm not the Mad Bomber, Alex. You were the only one who had curry that night. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> it's got his MO written all over it. How you doing, bud? <laughs> nah, just shit in my ass because I ate any last night. I'm doing all right. How are you, buddy? I'm all right. You never asked me that back. That's the first time in podcast oh. history where I'm like, you're like, I'm all right. How are you? Well, I'm that's very nice of you. I'm I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to reviewing this episode. Well, people that listen to this don't care how you're doing. I guess They're not. Here for me. <laughs> They're here to hear what I have to say and think about things. All right. Well, the stage is yours. How's the art life going? I I just signed up for more because I'm an idiot. Did you do that? Yes, I did. You did the thing. Oh, you did the thing. I got. I got Offered by Marvel to draw a story for the Howard the Duck 50th anniversary. And, you know, it's hard to say no to stuff like that. It's only a page a week for the next eight weeks. So hopefully, hopefully I'll be fine. But yeah, it's the 50th anniversary of Howard Duck. It's coming out in November. So check it out. I've got a story in it. Okay, cool. So you're doing the Howard the Duck. You're still writing your creator own book with IDW. And yeah, um, that's, that's my main job of the week is I, I'm writing and drawing my creator own comic. With IDW, I still cannot tell you what genre it is, what it's about, anything like that. But I am posting art on my social media, showing off little bits of it. So that's that. And then the other big thing is um, I'm still full focus on my self-published comic, Outbreaks. And hopefully tomorrow I'm getting the final print check from the printers to approve everything and finally do my massive order of ordering like 200 freaking comics from this company and trading cards and this that and the other to then finally post out to everybody i mean the nice thing is is that when i started the kickstarter i said shipping could be as late as august and it's august tomorrow so at least i'm not uh breaking any promises of delivery and that's the thing is like i finished the book ages ago just been having problems with the printers and that's just life you know what i'm saying but uh, yeah there's no delays but the annoying thing is, is i'm launching issue two well, issues one through two, uh, September first th- on Kickstarter, and you can't like share the link to that Kickstarter and get the project approved until you finish fulfillment on another project, which is totally fair. So people don't take advantage of taking people's money or anything like that. But it kind of sucks for me because I'm, you know, I'm a month away now from the next Kickstarter. I've got to really like start doing a couple posts a day, and I want to share the the Kickstarter page because people can start clicking notify me on launch and if you build that up it helps you obviously get funded and then get exposure from kickstarter itself and this that and the other there's so many benefits but i can't do any of that because the the printing delays so i'm i'm a bit annoyed and a bit mad but um we're nearly towards the end of that and it's finally coming towards print but i've been putting together the kickstarter i've been having a lot of fun with this one i'm i'm trying out a couple of little fun ideas like um i'm making a couple of covers exclusive like early bird things but they're only available on the first day of launch oh cool yeah and i'm doing like uh if you want to get a signed copy of issue one uh for half the price then that's available for only 24 hours on on like 
when it launches. So, you know, so stuff that like helps people actually back it immediately, but also get rewarded for being yeah, the incentives. Package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people that do support me, they back immediately on day one. So I want to try and give them something back as well. And then I also came up with another thing today, which is a is a mystery package, which is kind of fun, where you don't know what cover you're going to get. It could be like cover A to the super expensive deluxe one, uh, and a mystery signed comic from my career as well, like a Marvel DC book signed by me in a package with mystery trading cards. Like, it's just a big mystery package of like, you don't know what you're going to get, but it's going to be cool. That sounds fun. I, yeah, I would definitely do something like that. I probably will, because I'll be one of your, your early bird specials. So there we go. Yeah, it's very kind of you, bud. So yeah, putting together the Kickstarters is fun. I've already been planning out the next one as well, because I'm trying to land a huge uh, comic book artist for the main cover of issue three. Yes. That has a lot to do with zombie comics. That's all I'll say. Um, and that would be awesome. But I have to raise enough funds to be able to pay for that artist because that artist is very expensive. But it's kind of like paying for marketing in itself, having somebody that um, the accolades of that person behind them. So yeah, anyway, so please come out September 1st. I'm launching issues one through two of my book on Kickstarter. It's a zombie book. It's called Outbreaks. And it's not your typical zombie book. It's an anthology series that shows a bunch of different little stories and different takes on the zombie universes. Yeah, the links for all of this is in the description of this episode. So you can click on all of that and see what issue one looks like and check out uh, Speech Comics website and get all the info there as well. All right, buddy. Shall we do what we always do when we come across a new character in the show? Should we cast them in our live action Batman the Animated Series universe? We should, but I mean, it should be pretty easy, right? Okay, well, let's do the jingle first. Who will they cast in this part? Okay, so for all those that don't know, this is where we take a character from Batman the Animated Series when we come across them, and we cast them in a live-action interpretation in the modern day. So we can't go back 20 years and be like, let's do Clint Eastwood as Batman or whatever. So this is our interpretation. This is our fan choices. If you disagree, that's all right. I've been posting some of these online, bud, and some people got real mad. <laughs> I'm like, it's just, just, this is fun, guys. Like, this is just us. So, um, people, people are precious about this stuff. They are, and that's okay, but it's just our, just, you know, it's our opinion and our choice. It's not like it's written in stone and that's what's going to be. So, anyway, um, yeah, you said, be, no. you said this is going to be pretty easy, and I think I know where you're going with this, but I have a contradiction to that where I think okay. I've got a better choice. So, why don't you go first? Because I think I already know what your answer is going to be. You should, I mean, it's quite obvious. So, the character of the Grey Ghost is clearly, I mean, it's played by Adam West, right? Yes. Which is the childhood Batman that essentially that Batman watched himself. Yes. So the character was made specifically to be, you are my hero as a kid. So how could it not be Michael Keaton? There was 30 years between Batman the Animated Series and Batman 66. And there's 30 years now between Michael Keaton's Batman and, you know, the modern day. So... Clearly, a young uh, ba Batman, if it was today, would be watching Michael Keaton's Batman as his Batman. So therefore, it has to be Michael Keaton. And Michael Keaton kind of looks like the uh, the character model anyway from the show. Well, I so 
okay, I was with you on that thinking, and that's that's a really good point about thirty years and thirty years. That's another good point, uh, and obviously all your other reasons. I was there with you. Obviously, I would have loved to have done Kevin Conroy. That would have been the first choice. Kevin, yes, but obviously, yes. but sadly, obviously, no longer with us. So Michael Keaton was my next thought, but I don't see Michael Keaton in that role, and I'll explain why. I don't feel like he's got that softer side to him there's something in michael keaton mr mom absolutely does oh i don't know i just didn't i didn't see him being able to deliver some of those lines that adam west delivered in the way he delivered it where i'm like i really felt for that character so i just i kind of explored outside of the box Uh, have you never seen jack frost when he turns into a snowman (laughs) and everyone's super sympathetic towards i've seen that once many 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 terrible quips I watched that last Christmas and I was like, this movie is really, really bad. Yeah, I'm sure. So I thought about more childhood heroes um, and who I would think would suit that softer side, but also that cool and charming side. Like Simon Trent is like a good looking guy. Even Alfred says like handsome chap, you know, and like he's Michael Keaton. I don't know. I don't think Keaton's like that type of face. Um, so I was thinking about childhood heroes and then I was looking at gray ghost and I saw the fedora as well. And I landed on Harrison Ford for this role. I think Harrison Ford would be fantastic as the gray ghost. I can see him in that costume with the fedora on. I can hear his voice lending itself very well to that character, like his expressions. Like it's, it's like you got that indie, you got that Han Solo, but you've also got some of that. Um, what's that show, uh, where he's like a therapist or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. he's in that, yeah, shrinking. That's the show. Yeah. Yeah. He's very good in that. And you see a different side and I think he kind of blends really well. And, works as this simon trent character especially because he would come in and he would do something like this and then leave where michael keaton he's just batman to me he's not like the gray ghost you know um no i'm actually gonna go with your choice i think that the way you laid it out it is a better choice oh awesome thanks man because i i was ready to admit that keaton like if you wanted to fight that keaton like definitely could i could see him doing parts of that role and yeah it would make sense um i had some backups as well like george clooney but i thought he was not good enough for the role um so yeah i'm glad you think that all right cool so we got harrison ford as the gray ghost and if you're listening and you're butthurt over this that's okay you can be butthurt just when this is posted online or if you want to, you know, let us know who you would choose, just go easy on the like, I think you're fucking wrong. You're stupid because of this, because I've had a few of those. And I'm like, guys, it's just some just some fun casting. Fan just remember, casting. at the end of the day, it's people on the Internet. So don't worry about it. That's true. You know? They probably don't even listen to the show. The ones that are like no, commenting all that and stuff. It's just oh, the Internet is such a gross place right now. So just you know what? Fuck them. <laughs> so like, it's not like we, we're making the show or anything. It's a fan exactly. cost choice between two people yep. on a show. And if you don't like it, that's fine because we're not actually producing any content. And I tell you what, it's a lot better than what they're fucking producing right now. They that. That's right. So I think you should go fuck yourselves. Oh. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> All go right. Fuck, go fuck, fuck yourselves. <laughs> Bend over and try and go and fuck yourselves. <laughs> fuck yourselves. You got to fuck yourselves. Out of the darkness Remove comes your lo- <laughs> the gray dildo. <laughs> <laughs> 
remove your lower ribs and try and fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, that rumor. That rumor that was created. On, um, was it Marilyn Manson that did that? Yeah. Yep. Oh, jeez. What do you mean rumor, bro? <laughs> and we didn't well, was, we didn't even have this internet and we made that rumor <laughs> as a like a generation when we were all dressed like fred durst and slinging pokemon cards that shit was true bro <laughs> who do you think should play great ghost bro <laughs> <laughs> all right speaking of that shall we review this episode yes we should <laughs> Okay, this episode is titled Beware the Grey Ghost. It came out on November 4th, 1992, directed by Boyd Kirkland, story by Dennis O'Flaherty and Tom Ruger, written by Garen Wolf and Tom Ruger. Ruger. Don't you do it! <laughs> I hardly know. <laughs> An animation by Spectrum. Again, we've had uh, Spectrum do See No Evil and On Leather Wings. And although Spectrum Animation Studio is credited for the animation of this episode, it was actually animated by Studio Dust. Spectrum ended up getting the screen credit for animation because Beware of the Grey Ghost was originally scheduled to be animated by Spectrum, but for some reason, they subcontracted it out to Studio Dust. So a little fact there about the animation process for this Mm. episode. And it features voices Kevin Conroy, Batman and Bruce Wayne, and Thomas Wayne in this episode. We've got Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon. We've got Ephraim Zimblis Jr. as Alfred, as well as the characters Piedmont Police Chief and Frankie. We've got Marie Devon, or Mary Devon. It's spelled M-A-R-I. I always say Marie, but it might be Mary, M-A-R-I, now I think about it. Or Marie? Yeah, well, I say Marie, but it might be Mary is what I'm saying. So Mary or Marie Devon as Summer Gleason. Jeff Bennett as video store owner. Joe Leahy as narrator, Bruce Tim as Ted Dimer, the Mad Bomber, and Adam West as the Grey Ghost and Simon Trent. Honorable mentions here, Dennis O'Flaherty, who co-conceived the story for this episode, also wrote episodes for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Biker Maestro Mars, Street Sharks, and Extreme Dinosaurs. All of the mutagent people creatures. Uh, Tom Ruger also co-conceived and co-wrote this episode. He wrote episodes of He-Man, Freakazoid, Pinky and the Brain, and Batman Beyond, and he is also one of the head producers and story editors of Batman the Animated Series, as well as the co-creator and head producer of Animaniacs. So that's pretty cool. Garen Wolf, who co-wrote this episode, has been mentioned on this podcast previously as he wrote the episode. It's never too late, and his creds were listed on that episode review. Now, some actor creds. We've got actor John Leahy, who's the narrator of this episode. He's also known for voicing Razorclaw in Transformers. Plus, he is the show narrator for Teen Titans Go, Freakazoid, and Animaniacs. So that must be a tie to Tom Ruger there with the narrator for The Grey Ghost. Uh, we've got actor Jeff Bennett who is the video store owner um, in this episode. He's also known for voicing Hardak, the computer, and Jack Ryder, the creeper, in future episodes of Batman the Animated Series, as well as Eddie in Friday the 13th, number 7. He's also Horace, the IQ boothroid in James Bond Jr., as well as Knickknack, Scumlord, and Objob in that show. He is the dad in Dexter's Lab. Oh, okay. Well, that's the role I know. And, well, here's the the iconic role of Jeff Bennett. He is also the voice of Johnny Bravo. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's well, the... Well, Gangster's Dad is more iconic to me personally. Really? Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. So, listening this to... This is where I put my trophy, if I had one. Oh, is that the right one? No, that's um, Fairly Odd Parents. No. I'm thinking of Dad's trophy written on that mum's ass in Dexter, which was such an adult. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even know that. That's hilarious. I've forgotten all about that. Um, yeah, he's like the typical dad. He's just like completely oblivious to what's going on, right? In mm. in that show. Uh, but yeah, hearing Johnny Bravo and then thinking about the voice in in Dexter's lab, and then watching him as the video store owner. Very different voice range. So he's got it. He's got. He's very good at, at doing different voices. Then, of course, we've got Bruce Tim as Ted Dimer, the Mad Bomber. We all know who Bruce Tim is, so no need to mention creds there. And if you don't know who Bruce Tim is, then how are you even listening to this podcast? <laughs> but, no, no judging. This could be someone's first time listening. Maybe. The art designer of the show. And the co-creator, yeah. And the co-creator. So there you go. You never know. It could be someone's first one. You don't want a gatekeeper. It's not very, it's not a good look. That's true. That's true. And then finally, we've got. If you don't know who Bruce Tim is, <laughs> why do you even listen to this podcast? All right, I've heard you be plenty mean to listeners before. Yeah, but I'm an awful person. Oh yeah, you are an awful person. I forgot. And then finally, we've got Adam West as the Grey Ghost. Um, another we probably don't need to mention, but just in case he played Batman in the famous 1966 live if action. You don't know that. <laughs> Adam West in 1966. Uh, so, yeah, and obviously, being Batman in the TV series is the reason he was asked to portray the Grey Ghost in this episode. Uh, okay, some fun facts out of my utility belt here. We've got Alan Burnett, who was our recent guest on the last episode. I reached out because he was credited as the story editor on this episode. So I thought, oh, I'll ask him if he's got any facts. And he came back with, I may be credited as story editor, but once Tom handed in something, it was as good as gold. I do believe I suggested the toy plane bombs. Um, toy plane bombs? I think he meant the toy car bombs. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was an element in the old George Reeves Superman series. And to me, the gray ghost was Bruce Wayne's The Adventures of Superman with George Reeves. So that's kind of cool as well. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yes, I remember the, the, the flying little, uh, robotic planes that Superman fought in that show. It's, oh. Is that like episode one or something like that? It might be. Yeah. So that might be what, yeah. So the toy plane bombs became the toy car bombs. That's probably the yeah. connection there. Uh, he also um, said, we went after Adam West after the show was written, hoping against hope we could get him. You can bet many people came in to the recording studio that day when he was there. So that's cool. Um, I bet that was a lot of fun, especially because that's their Batman, right? Like all the mm-hmm. producers and writers, that's who they They're got. like, oh, no, it's, it's this busy all the time. There were, there's so many people. <laughs> and we have to shake everyone's hand, get an autograph picture. It's just it's how it works. So thanks to Alan Burnett for that. There's some cool facts there. Some more facts. We've got the plight uh, of Simon Trent is a close parallel to real-life actor Al Hodge, who starred in the popular 1950s TV show Captain Video and his Video Rangers. But he died in 1979 in both poverty and obscurity. Bob Hastings, who's the voice of Commissioner Gordon, his younger brother Don Hastings played Captain Video's sidekick, the Video Ranger, on that series. So uh, interesting connection there. But yeah, that's who Simon Trent is based on, I guess. 
When Simon Trent opens his closet to retrieve a reel of an episode of The Grey Ghost, one of the tapes is labelled Dr. Death. The character Dr. Death was the first ever reoccurring villain in the Batman comics. Another episode is titled Terror in the Sky, which went on to become a Man Bat episode. There's also another episode titled Grey Ghost Returns, an obvious reference to the comic book The Dark Knight Returns. So that's cool that they did that. Fun. At the end of the episode, a picture of Matt Hagen can be seen advertising him as the man of a million faces. Matt Hagen will go on to become Clayface in later episodes, so they're already planting a little fun seed, building the universe there of having Matt Hagen be an actor, and you can see him um, being advertised there. In Simon Trent's apartment, a grey ghost poster shows a giant version of the hero bearing a gun as he stands above skyscrapers. This is an homage to the Shadow comic. Uh, titled Shadow Millions, which has a similar image. And, of course, the Shadow was an inspiring character for Bob Kane and Bill Finger when creating Batman. Yeah. Thought that was cool. Uh, much of the music from this episode, including the Grey Ghost theme, is inspired by the soundtrack of the Fleischer Superman cartoon, which totally makes sense. Absolutely. It, it sounds like it's from that show, doesn't it? There is some amb- ambiguity surrounding this episode's title. On the title card, it's spelt Beware the Grey Ghost. On the box of the original VHS release, it was called Beware the Grey Ghost. The box of the DVD release, however, calls it Beware of the Grey Ghost. Uh, and now it's titled Beware of Grey Ghost on DVD menu. So we've got Beware the Grey Ghost. It's cause just eventually just going to be called Beware Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> that is grey, in parentheses. <laughs> it's so weird. We've gone from Beware the Grey Ghost to Beware of the Grey Ghost to Beware of Grey Ghost. You got rid of the... What does it say on the title card? Beware the Grey Ghost, which is what I... When that I, is yes, the title. That is the title, then. I totally agree. Uh, getting silly with all of the removing of uh, or adding of... And, How did that get fucked up so many different times? I know, right? Well, just it's, it's in the title. It's right there on the title card. <laughs> oh, it must have just been someone like last minute, like, you know, you're typing all the episodes up. It's like someone wrote, Beware the Grey Ghost is like... Put, it, is there supposed to be a comma in there? Like, beware the grey ghost. Or like, beware the grey ghost. Yeah, so I had a beware real the grey ghost. grammar conundrum there. Yeah, like... so some like uh, English student that just graduated was like putting this DVD together. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. It needs a possessive vowel. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm, are we bewaring of the ghost or are we telling him to beware? <laughs> Did you notice this? There's another fun fact here. Alfred's mustache is white in this episode, whilst in all others, it's black. No, oh, he must have forgot to dye it that morning. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's why he came out with Bruce that morning. Yeah. Like, he had a lovely day out. out. <laughs> I know. It was so funny seeing Alfred out on an adventure with Bruce, because this is the type of shit Bruce Wayne would do by himself, right? Yes. So I just feel like he's like, Alfred, I've got to go, and I've got to find this film reel so I can solve the mystery of the Grey Ghost and the bombings. Oh, that sounds nice, sir. I'll come with you. I've got some things I need to do. Pick up some dry cleaning, get some mustache dye. Uh, the library sounds fun. I, I, I've been meaning to look a few things up. And Yes, I'll come with you, sir. <laughs> he also says the oldest man thing in the world, where he's like, I wish I could help you, but I don't watch television. I enjoy yeah. my fireplace. Like, that's the saddest <laughs> thing in the world. All right, Alfred. <laughs> Jesus, way to freaking act like you're cooler than me. Oh, my God. But how cool is watching your fireplace? That's just, Think about that scenario. You're sitting there Nothing just cool about it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but I think it's really sad, where he's, like, got nothing else to do, so he just watches the flames in his fireplace like a sad old I man. wish Thomas and Martha were still alive. 
she had a great ass. <laughs> ah, the cake on Martha Wayne. Whoa. <laughs> Alfred! <laughs> Bruce walks in. Oh, dear. So in this episode, Bruce still keeps his Grey Ghost merchandise in the Batcave, and we'll see that again 50 years in the future in Batman Beyond. We even see him wearing the disguise of the Grey Ghost when the villain Ink uh, infiltrates the Batcave. He puts it on, which is really cool. And then finally, the film The Grey Ghost Strikes would be made in the future. It's seen in the theatre by young Terry McGuinness and his parents as the episode epilogue depicts from the justice league so that's really cool that there's a film in the future as well all right let's get into this review what did you think of this episode bud i mean animation beautiful right yes and the great colors i like the way batman looked when the explosions were off and he was like gray and orange and it looked great there's one of the best coolest shots of batman in the show when he shows up to stop uh bruce tim and he's just in the, the that doorway in silhouette love that it's batman such a good shot of, of him yeah that's my, and yeah, he, that's my moment as well batman just looks great in this episode overall and it's it's a great episode i mean it's quite you know it's it's well told and it's a good story but the problem i have is that this all could have been so easily avoided like the fact that He's this guy that's like, oh, no one cares about my show anymore because the prints have apparently been all destroyed, so no one wants to buy any of my merchandise. Except I own all the prints to the fucking show. Thank you. I'm keeping them in my wardrobe. When all you had to do was release them, people go, oh my god, I love this show. They get back into it. Kids that are now collectors will go, I'll buy the Grey Ghost outfit and I'll give you like ten to $20,000 for it. Oh, look, now you've got yourself like rent for the next Hell, I know a billionaire in Gotham City who would pay a very handsome price for all of those fucking film reels. Yeah, he could have made bank. It's the only copies that exist he has. Which he does in the end, which is just so like, come on, mate. I know. You really, you really fucked that one up, didn't you? <laughs> like, put two and two together. Yeah. Plus, he also, like, destroys his collection at one point, and then he goes yeah. and tries to sell remnants of it. And I'm like, buddy, if you didn't destroy some of it, you probably could have made a little bit extra. I know he wasn't making loads. Did you see him lift up the cabinet, like, and actually pick it up and it was able to chuck it? I was like, how old is this strong man? Like, <laughs> Jesus. That's Harrison Ford right there, baby. <laughs> That's true, yeah. If Harrison Ford did that, I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. Got some old beef in it. Yeah. Uh, so, what did you think of the character, the Grey Ghost, in this episode? Great. Yeah, I like. I like that he says. Like, I thought that Batman was a bit harsh when he said to him, "Like, you're not like the Grey Ghost I remember." And like the actor was like, "Yeah, it was a character I yeah. played on TV. I'm an actor. I am struggling. Like, I don't make any money off of this show because it's not on television anymore. And I've got a fucking billionaire looking at me, judging me." <laughs> I'm nothing like his childhood hero. I'm sorry that you grew up with psychological issues and looked at my character as a way of life when I was literally just playing somebody on television. So don't come to me with your shit, all right? Back the fuck up, take a bigger look at things, and fuck off. Whoopsie. (laughs) You're not very nice, Grey Ghost. I'm not the Grey Ghost. I'm an actor. Why do you look exactly like him, then? Are you are you all right? <laughs> Do you actually think I'm the character from the show? You don't understand. The the, the mass bomber is back. We gotta stop him. You're the only one that can help. Me is in the act of me or the grey ghost? The the grey ghost, obviously the grey ghost. But also there's a point where they're both on the rooftop 
right? And he sees Grey Ghost like under the moonlight and stuff, which is a pretty cool shot. And then they part ways where Batman's like, oh, I'm going to go do this and everything. And then he's like, hey, Grey Ghost, want to give me a hand? Like, want to help? And the Grey Ghost is like, yeah, sure. But before that, Grey Ghost like turns around to face the moon and he's in like, this is the actor dressed up. And I'm like, what are you going to do, buddy? Police the streets? Like, he looked like he was like, and I'm a superhero now. And I'm like, you're an actor. You said it like five minutes ago. I also thought that, didn't he just sell his Grey Ghost costume? Yeah, but Batman brought it back. He like... Oh, right. Yes, that's right. That was the other thing that really threw me off. So there's that scene where like, Simon Trent's like, you paid the rent for the last time, old chum. And then he like Mm -hmm. falls asleep. And then he wakes up and his merchandise is completely like his shrine is fixed and his suit is back. And I'm like, how fucking deep of a sleep were you in? Because Batman would have to haul all of that shit through the window. Well, like, like Santa Claus is like <laughs> inching across the floor. And, 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 you know, he sees him and he mouths to himself like, oh my God, it's the great fucking guy. <laughs> and it's just like his childhood hero fast asleep. <laughs> Uh, probably like saying racist stuff under his breath. <laughs> ah, I wish I didn't hear that. Yeah, well, that's really that's not cool, Gregos. But also, uh, he must have made several trips through that window because he's not going through the front door. <laughs> Alfred's there as well, like and all this stuff. Sir, so it's, like sir, gl- it's the Gregos, sir. <laughs> it's your childhood hero, sir. I know, Alfred. I know. It's exciting. <laughs> I've glued back together the pieces of this toy, sir. Put it back on the shelf. (laughs) But it must have taken him ages. And I was like, did he drug him? Like, that's the only way. Or he just like, he was asleep and he just walked up to him and just went, bop, and just hit him on the face. Like, yeah, that'll keep him out for an extra few hours. Oh, God, that was, yeah. I love Alfred and Batman sneaking around, putting together, (laughs) back together his whole thing. How do you think it looks, sir? I think it looks pretty good. Out there, <laughs> oh, hey, he's waking up. We gotta go. <laughs> also, the other thing about that scene is he he's like, meet me in this alleyway or something like that, you know, far away, whatever. Yeah. So the guy has to get up and travel there. God knows if that costs him any money or not. I have no idea. Yeah, probably. Bus fare and everything. So he goes and does it, and then he runs away from batman and then batman's just in his apartment and i was like he must have been like if you knew i was here i'm an old man why did you make me walk all the way down to that street corner like and then run away from you my knees are broken my back is destroyed i'm going to die now you could have just come here in the first place you're nothing like the great ghost i see that now i'm an old man it was 30 years ago! <laughs> uh, the beginning of this episode is great, though. Like, I really loved how we get the opening credits of the Grey Ghost, and then we transition into the living room. We see young Bruce. Yeah. He's dressed up as the Grey Ghost. And Kevin Conroy being Thomas Wayne, he just sounds like just like Thomas Wayne, you know? Like, even though it's a Bruce voice, it's not an exact replica. And I thought that was great because, like, sometimes we're mistaken to sound like our dad, right? Like, we answer the phone. Mm. And I like how that kind of plays out in this, that they have a similar voice. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and I, there's there's one animation show where it, like, pans all the way around yes. Bruce and go, like, goes into his iris and stuff. It's amazing. And I was like, wow, that was a lot of commitment for such a small shot. Yeah, and it was really nice seeing Bruce just, like – 
in a room with his dad and he's just happy and he's young and he's safe. Want like, to go to the theater, son? <laughs> the Grey Ghost is playing. <laughs> that, that would be so bad if actually Your that was... Your mom's up for it too. <laughs> oh, just, she's been slapping her cakes in Alfred's face. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be so Apparently, messed up. Alfred thinks that Martha's got a ass like two pieces of cake. What do you think about that stuff? That's my mother, Daddy. You shouldn't ask me questions like that. She's got her favorite toy is the Grey Ghost as well. <laughs> That's the nickname for my penis, son. And one day it'll be the nickname for yours. <laughs> That's his mother. <laughs> Oh, man. This episode, like, yeah, it really steps it up with all of that, seeing Thomas, like, interact with his son, and just, I, I loved all of that. It was, we, have, we haven't seen that yet in the show, right? Like, a young Bruce Wayne, like, back before he, mm -hmm. before the accident happened, and all of that. So that was our first time seeing that. Um, I did love Alfred discovering the dirt at the video store. It reminded me of like when, oh, our, yeah. when our family comes around to one of our houses and we think we've cleaned it like from top to mm -hmm. bottom, but they find that one spot that's dirty and then they, they judge you so hard for it. That's like, that so reminded me of that situation. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, I just still love this idea of like, it's like we talked about in the last episode, like Alfred said after the Invisible Man, he's like, I'm going to come out and help you next time, sir. <laughs> I feel like that's why he came out this time. He's like, that's it. I'm coming with you this time. He's like, Alfred, honestly, I'm just going to the library. I'm looking some stuff up. It's not going to be exciting. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm your psychic now. I'm going to come with you. And the fact that like Alfred, like being a detective out there is just swiping like hmm, dust. I'd say probably two months without good dust. <laughs> Untrustworthy, Fove, if you ask me. So I think I found a clue. This dust is grey. Could it have anything to do ah, with the grey ghost? The grey dust, sir. Could be. <laughs> this is him. This is the guy. <laughs> yeah, that video store clerk, he was a bit of a character because, like, first of all, he was drinking out of a fast food cup with two straws. I was like, do you need it that bad where you have two straws? Do you got to suck it all down? And Maybe he is longing to share it with somebody. Oh, that's sad. Uh, but he's so confident. He's like got every video ever made. And then he's like, just name it. And Bruce is like the Grey Ghost. He's like, I ain't got that. And he's so disappointed. Name something else. And he looked more like a, an adult video store owner. Like, I think Alfred took Bruce to like the wrong place. And the store owner is like, I got every video ever made. You like big butts? You like role playing? I do. <laughs> big rich bottoms. Do you have anything on that category? You into maids? <laughs> or maybe butlers? Like, what do you, what do you want? And the video store owner even gives a shout out to Spectrum as well. Like, he references. The, the the animation studio that did this episode that also even did the Ray Ghost, even though they didn't do it. Then we got uh, Simon Trent's landlord just laying down some fucking harsh truth by telling him like, "Pay your rent or get out. You're nothing but a lousy like has been actor." And I was like, "Jesus, buddy, he didn't need to be that harsh, you know?" <laughs> I wasn't a great Ghost fan either. I was more into Transformers. So fuck yourself. <laughs> the girl I liked, she liked Grey Ghost. And I tried to go over to her house and I brought Optimus Prime. And she's like, why did you bring Optimus Prime? We're playing Great Ghosts. Get out of my house. <laughs> and then she never talked to me again. And I've never had sex. But, and I'm sad. So fuck you. <laughs> I got my own narrative. So Bruce watching the Great Ghosts as an adult and eating popcorn just like reminded me of exactly how I am now watching Batman the Animated Series, like remembering <laughs> being a kid, like eating popcorn, just like living in that nostalgic past, baby. My wife was watched the episode with me, and she said, "Like, was he gonna like be? I could see, I could see Bruce sitting there eating popcorn, and Alpha came out of nowhere, like popcorn, sir." And she cracked up. 
That's great. I know I'm trying to solve buildings blowing up, but, you know, I'm having a bit of a nostalgic kick right now. <laughs> Do we have any pogs, Alfred? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I think a special edition pog came with the popcorn, sir. <laughs> oh. It's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, sir. Ooh. Who is it? It's Raphael, sir. Oh, that's my favorite Alfred. <laughs> So Gordon telling his sniper to shoot the remote control car that's strapped with explosives probably wasn't the best plan because it fucking blows up and like almost takes out the entire police force who's there. Why? When everyone that sees these cars gasps so hard, did you see Batman do. gasp in the alleyways? Yeah, like, I've never seen Batman go like a gasp. Like I'm gonna blow up. Do you think because? Batman's like, this is how I die. You know, like remote controlled toy cars. A toy car from my favorite kids show, (laughs) The Grey Ghosts. It would be a good death, but not today. (laughs) Seeing Batman with a flamethrower was a surprise too. Like, where was that action figure? He just comes out of the building. But it was like a, it was like a tube. It wasn't connected to his back. It was almost like a Mm. firework thing or something. I don't know what it was. Like one of those push, like firework tubes. You know what I'm Super talking about? Super thoughts, like weapon thing. Yeah, yeah. I got the animators like, just make it a fucking tube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't want to draw a whole flamethrower. And then Batman being saved by the Great Ghost, as you said, he gasps. And I'm like, Batman, you've got a utility belt. You could have, you like, he was like, what do I do in this alleyway? What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Your grappling gun. That would be a start. Yeah. What? Yeah. You're right. Just uh, why don't I just grapple myself out of this situation? Bye. Yeah. What do you think of the Batmobile chase down the alley with the remote control cars and the shots? Yeah, it was all right. I thought it was pretty cool. Again, the Batmobile was showcased in a really cool way in this episode, I thought, and like wasn't there for just the purpose of him driving it, but like you saw the cool things it did. I thought the animation was good. I thought it was clever that it was in an alleyway as well, because then you can't just drive away from these remote controlled toy cars as easily because you're in a confined space. That's true. That was There's good. only one way you can go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there was so much destruction and explosions and damage from that whole car chase. Most likely people were probably killed, yet Batman just drives off and Grey Ghost is like, hey, we did it, partner. <laughs> you killed so many people and caused so yeah, much property damage. Save that for damage. the rich billionaires and property owners to fix. Am I right, old chum? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay for all that, aren't I? <laughs> Why are you Bruce Wayne? <laughs> uh, maybe I'll hint at you later on. <laughs> Do you like that Batman replicated the Batcave after the Grey Ghost Slayer? Do you like no. that fact? <laughs> no, I don't either. It's I... the Batcave. Yeah, it's just for Batman. Because was it the Ghost Cave? What is it? That makes no sense. It makes it was no like, sense. Yeah, unless it's his tomb, then that makes more sense. It was um, great. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But is it the Ghost Grave, and then he calls it the Batcave? All right, yeah, you can make it work. <laughs> Maybe. I love how you're creating lore for the Grey Ghost there. Like I'm Dave Filoni-ing old stuff right now. <laughs> like, ah, I gotta make this work. <laughs> the uh, Ghost Grave. Yeah, that's good enough. Yeah. Print it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like that because he's like, it's an exact replica. And I'm like, why? Just it doesn't have to be everything. Is that what he said? The back yeah. is an exact replica of yes. the Grey Ghost thing? I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that at all. No. But Batman's just a nerd then. Like, he's just a big nerd. Yes! That's the thing. Like, I'm surprised he became Batman and just didn't actually take up the mantle of the Grey Ghost. Like, the like the Justice League comes, he's like, we can all meet at my Batcave. And so they go there like, wait, this looks just like from the Grey Ghost. <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> it's, it's like, 
What? You're just a <laughs> you're just a fanboy. That's who you are deep down. Yeah. I really want to be the great ghost, but it, it's all like tied up and you know copyright and, t- and trademarks and stuff. So I guess I just have to be Batman. I saw, I saw bats when I fell in a little hole, and I got scared of them. And my daddy helped me out of them, and then I, he got shot. And, and then I, and I said, "What should I be?" And a bat smashed through the window and landed on the statue's head of my dad. And I went, "Yes, father, I'll be a bat." But if a ghost was there, if my dad's ghost was standing there, and he was great, I would have been the great ghost. <laughs> I left it to fate. Do you think that's how the great ghost got his name? He was visited by like a ghost. <laughs> yes, father, I shall become the great ghost. <laughs> Is his dad's ghost like? Yes, that's what I'm telling you to do. <laughs> Literally is what I mean. I'm glad you understood. I chose when you die, you could choose the color of your spirit, and I chose gray on purpose, so you become the gray ghost. Go get him, son. <laughs> um, it's funny how Batman is all endearing to the Grey Ghost one minute by telling him, like, you were my hero and I watched your show with my father. And then he immediately in the next minute thinks he's the Mad Bomber and he's, like, aggressively interrogating him, like, you were the only one that knew this and you were the only one with fingerprints and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Batman, that's some really, like, wishy-washy, like, up-and-down shit. Alvin's like, I don't know, sir. I still think it might be the video store clerk. We have to look into it. <laughs> He's charging me late fees on Big Booty Call. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I returned it. I rewound it. I swear I fucking rewound that thing. <laughs> uh, I thought that the Mad Bomber's plan was pretty sad. Like, he's like, I'm going to rent in the city so I can have money to collect more toys. And I'm yeah, like, it's something like on. one of those little inselling nerds would fucking do anyway. Yeah, true. Like, that's another path I could have taken if I was, like, a real, like, obsessive <laughs> I must, I must have Batman, the animated series, toys. Uh, what did you but think? Why of- not steal those toys instead of fucking stealing money to buy the toys? Yes, but maybe thank he you. Like, no, maybe he likes the process of going to the store and buying all Yeah, maybe. Like the, yeah, the whole ritual behind it. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, what did you think of Bruce Tim as this character in this one-off episode? Self- very self-serving, isn't it? But I yeah. still thought it was it was an interesting character, though. The model's great, and the voice is fun. Yeah. Um, so I don't really mind it at all, and it fits it fits the character well of what the character is. Yes, like just a fanboy obsessive nerd that has gone way too far with his. And he got obsession. his just desserts. I mean, his all of his stuff blew up, didn't it? Which is yeah, he should get. He was hoisted by his own petard because his mad bombs blew up the only thing he loves, which is his toy collection. Which I thought was a bit weak, to be honest. Like, it ended quite abruptly. Like, I was, like, going with it. Like, oh, this is cool, and okay, and now we've got, yeah, we got our lead, and they go to confront him, and then he just ends up accidentally blowing up his whole place, and then he's like, my toys! And then he's arrested. And I'm like, yeah, that oh, that's fine. the end of it. I guess they had to wrap it up, but I don't know, I thought it was a bit rushed. And then at the end of the episode, Simon Trent is doing a signing as the Grey Ghost after saving the city, and Bruce hints to him that he and Batman are one and the same, which I thought was really well delivered by Kevin Conroy, like very heartfelt. I thought Conroy did an amazing job as always in this episode, and I've heard and read stories about like him and Adam West in the booth and recording that day and like how great it was, but that moment is slightly ruined, however as they cut back to the Grey Ghost, and he just has this, like, slack-jaw smile, like he's, like, like frozen, <laughs> and then the camera just pans up, and it ends, and I'm like, we, that was weird. Um, me and my wife cracked up, because it looked like he had the cheekiest little smile on his face, like, wait a minute, you're Batman! <laughs> like, in, in, like, in his head. Imagine if he said that. Because his mouth is so small, it's like, yeah, it's the tiniest little smile, like, 
I'm having a great time. Well, imagine if he went it further, because, I mean, when he when he went, really? As he said, like, you know, Grey Ghost was my hero. I used to watch it with my father. Really? Everyone, that's Batman. Yeah. He sold his Bruce videos. Wayne, Batman, everybody. He's got no alliance to Batman anymore. He sold his videos, and now he's famous again. Why not make more money? Yeah. That's Batman. Get him. And also, the Batcave is just a replica of the, the, the ghost, the Grey... What do we call it? The... The ghoul tombstone. The, what the is go, it? The ghost grave. The ghost grave. Sorry, I'm having a stroke now, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that is the end of the episode. Um, so, yeah, there it is, buddy. We've done the Grey Ghost. We've reached one of the most famous episodes of the show, or a very popular, well-known one. Did it live up to all of the hype that you had? No. No. Okay. Um, where would it like? Are you still on leather wings as your number one? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. And where does this one kind of slot in? The with cinematography it? in leather wings is so good. Yeah. The music and just everything about it is just perfect. It is amazing. Yeah. I agree. Um, out of all the episodes we've seen so far, I put this one top, top ten. Top ten. So like above or below Two Face Part One because that was another one you really definitely enjoyed. below Two Face Part One. Yeah, Two Face Part One is very good. Uh, I agree. I really enjoyed this. I had a great time watching it again. But it's not. I think with episodes to come as well, I don't think it's going to end up being in my top ten, which I thought it was going to be. But we'll have to wait and see. I guess uh, the next episode we're reviewing, uh, we obviously have. Uh, in between our episode reviews, we always have a guest or some sort of special episode. So next week, it's actually going to be me and Ben from Watching Films on the Toilet interviewing a very special guest, a guest that had something to do a lot with uh, certain vehicles that Batman has driven in or flown in the movies, specifically one of my favorite Batman films of all time. So Ben and I are going to chat with him next week. And then after that, buddy, we're going to come back and we're going to review an episode titled Prophecy of Doom, which is, uh, does that ring any bells for you at all? No. It is an episode where Bruce Wayne encounters a uh, magician-like cult uh, that's run by this like soothsayer like i can prophecy i can see and he basically he's there to scam rich people and that is the episode that we're going to watch one i have not watched in a very long time so i'm gonna i'm intrigued to see how it's gonna Sounds hold like up it or be, not. yeah yeah it probably will be but um it's always fun when we watch those because sometimes they're better than we know and other times it's just real funny to make fun of them so there we go yeah all right, it's our first game of the day, which is Riddle Me This, William. Focus! 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 But you'll still have to answer the riddle. I can't believe it's luck. Oh, darn. Now there's a riddle for you. A lucky guess, that's all. Now, now, no sore losers. This is a game I play with my brother where I ask him three questions on the episode we just watched to make sure he was paying attention. Feel free to play along at home or in the car or wherever you are. Okay, question one, buddy. I did some easy ones here. Because, you know, last time it was kind of like, oh, it was too easy. And then I gave you a hard one and you're like, stick to the easy ones. So I'm sticking with some easy ones. Question one. What Grey Ghost item does Simon Trent sell to pay his rent for the last time? Little toy plane. No, not the toy oh, his, outfit. His, his outfit. outfit. Correct. Costume. That is right. Question two. 
What is the name of the toy store that the Mad Bomber lives and runs? Toys, toy maker. I mean, this is quite a difficult one, but they do show it a lot. I of saw times. it and I, and I wasn't paying attention. I was like, I know he's got. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it has to do with toy museum. No, no, it's uh, it's a weird name, but it's uh, it's got. I, I wouldn't be able to say it without giving you the word, so I'll just give you the answer. It's called Yester Toys. So oh, right. yeah, like old toys, basically nostalgic toys. Um, question three: Where did Simon Trent keep his Grey Ghost tapes or film reels? His cupboard, isn't he? That's right, or his closet, or his wardrobe, whatever you want, in, in the secret compartment. And then some bonus question here: What is the name of the city that the Grey Ghost operates in? That's a tough one, but it was said a few oh, times. No idea. Begins with a P. Um, Poopy Butthole City. Poopy Butthole City is right. How did you know? Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> Out of Poopy Butthole City comes the Grey Ghost, <laughs> the Wet Wipe. <laughs> that's his greatest villain, the Wet Wipe. Uh, it is called Piedmont. The city, the city stinks. <laughs> <laughs> it stinks of one thing: cry. <laughs> And poopy buttholes. <laughs> and poopy buttholes. It really sticks with poopy buttholes as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard me. The answer is Piedmont. Ah, uh, gee, boss, it's the wet one. <laughs> I mean, Piedmont, P, maybe? You can have a toilet joke there. Well, what was the name of the place? Piedmont. Piedmont? P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T. Piedmont. Yep, that's it. That's the name. Not a very catchy name for a city, is it? Terrible name. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think they're probably like, what do we call this city? And they're like, I don't fucking care. What was the name of the street you first grew up on? Tom? Piedmont. Piedmont. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. We'll do that. Yeah, so that's our game. Well done. You got like two out of three, I think. I can't, I'm not even keeping two out of four. I'm not even keeping track anymore. I think I, think I got one. <laughs> well, you did all right. Okay, uh, it's our next game. Ace the Bat Sound. Oh, oh. They get weaker each time. You used to go a fall on how, now you're like, we're, ah, we're tired today, buddy. <laughs> well, this is a game that we play with you, the listener. Each week I'll play a brief music clip from the show, and you have to guess who the character is or the title of the episode that the music belongs to. The answer to each clip will be revealed in the following episode. So last week we had this music clip. If you still don't know, here's a voice clip from that episode. Well, well, the Batman. It's about time you showed up. I suppose you want to know why I've brought downtown Gotham to a standstill, Batman. Hmm? Well, let's just say it's because I'm a civic-minded citizen with a lot of time on his hands. I want some answers, wise guy. Talk! All right, buddy, I think it's time you reveal the answer to this uh, particular character. Is it time to do that? 
Clock King. That's right. It is the Cock King. <laughs> That's what it sounds like you said. Cock, cock King. Ring. <laughs> it is ah the Clock King. It was wet wipe. That's right. The Clock King is the answer. Don't know when we'll get to those episodes, but uh, I'm interested to see how the Clock King is Did going you... to hold up in this series. Did you bleep out all that stuff I did last time I yes. kept revealing the answer? Yes. Now did you actually bleep it out? I did, but instead of bleeping it out with the Metal Gear Solid noise, which is a bit alarming when you first hear it, I have yeah. taken the voice clip of Kevin Conroy going, No! <laughs> and I just put it over what you said is the answer. Okay. So there we go. All right, here's the musical clip for next week's episode, where you'll have to name the episode that the music is from. You keep on saying that every time you hear it. Like, I'm going to get that one, one right at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like giving the same answer when you watch Jeopardy and you're like, one day that answer's going to be right. <laughs> yeah, but I know it's going to be, I don't say that one first. You'd be like, it's the doll guy. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to smash this whole office up. <laughs> oh, Now I know it, yeah. It's so... Alfred Hitchcock, that's so, um, what's his name? The, uh, Bernard Herman. It's such a Bernard Herman type score that I love it so much. Um, yeah, so that will be revealed next week. All right, it's our next category of the day. You've got mail. Oh, by the way, this came for you an hour ago by messenger. You've got mail. Thank you, Alfred. Okay, this is where I collect all of your comments or emails, social media messages, and I read some of them out on the pod, especially if you're rating and reviewing us where you listen. That is where I will definitely take them from because we certainly appreciate when you give us a five-star rating on whatever you're listening to us on right now. So first of all, 1995 Yuda, Y-U-D-A, so a little Star Wars-y, I guess, on Yuda. YouTube. Oh, no. <laughs> Go on, then. Ah, oh, Lino. Okay, he's done it. All right, 1995 viewed it on YouTube. On our latest episode, the Alan Burnett episode, he has said, the content you guys put out on this channel, the people you interview, this is the type of stuff that justifies the internet's existence. Thank you. That's really oh, nice. Very nice. Thank you so much. You did not have to do that. <laughs> that was very kind. You the nicest person on the internet. Okay. <laughs> you the man. <laughs> Kevin Miller on TikTok has said, this podcast exists. Where have you been all of my life? Um, we, haven't, oh, yeah. we haven't been doing the podcast all of your life, though. So, uh, But glad that you found us and hope you're enjoying it, Kevin Miller. Okay, next, Sarah... Miller! B oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> 
Go on then. No, I like to leave some hanging. Oh, okay. Is that for like Miller Lite? I hardly know. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Serum Lake on threads. We've got a threads comment on the Alan Burnett episode. This was a great episode. Thanks so much for putting it together. Thanks for listening, Serum Lake. Uh, it was great to talk to Alan Burnett, and I'm so glad he could come on and we could share it all with you guys. Then we've got Studio Zubio on TikTok who has said, This Studio guy. Zubio. This guy has a joker laugh referring to me because I clarified. I said, which one? Do you think I have a joker laugh? Yeah, it's just because you have a, a big manic laugh, that's all. I do have a bit of a manic laugh, don't I? I'm all right with having a joker laugh, to be honest with you. There's you're a laugh and you, like, your shoulders go up and you tear. You're like, <laughs> I do, yeah, that's true. It's like I've actually been poisoned by the joker more than a joker laugh, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, then we've got Morgan on Instagram who messaged us and said, just wanted to say, been listening to the podcast for a few months now and binged all the way up until never too late review. And now I've had to wait week to week for a review, which is annoying, but it's the highlight of my week. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you, um, well, it's not the highlight of my, <laughs> <laughs> there's my joke a lot. Oh man. Uh, and then we got Gamora on Instagram. Hey guys, I just recently found the podcast. Gamora. Gamora. Not Gamora. Gamora. Uh, so you can't do it, all right? All right. Put it back in the box. <laughs> roll the, the jack back in the box. Gamora on Instagram has said, Hey, guys, I just recently found the podcast a couple of days ago, and I listen to you guys whilst I'm at work. Amazing stuff. Great takes on the episodes and behind-the-scenes tidbits. I just found out about the Spider-Man, the animated series podcast. Are there any other podcasts that you guys have done that I can catch up on? Also, personally, the Hardack episodes for Batman were some of my favorite, especially the one where Batman himself is a robot copy and doesn't even know it himself. If you guys get around to it, I would love to hear your review on it. Again, love the podcast. Um, well, Spider-Man is the other one that you guys can listen to us on. We, we did most of that show. Um, we didn't finish it because we moved on to Batman and we're enjoying Batman. We'll probably end up going back to it someday, but we're enjoying being in Gotham City right now. But yeah, I guess, I mean, there's not really, we did that like casting call one, but we only did a couple episodes, didn't we, bud? Um, yeah. And then you did one that was like, when you, the superhero sat, soundtrack sat, show. Yes. And you sat in a room where listening to music and you're like, commenting over it and there it is the crescendo of this and i was like oh my god is such a fucking nerd i mean that is the type of thing where i'd end up being like i'm going to rent in the city for yeah toys i just pictured you recording that naked while having a wank <laughs> there's there's the crescendo oh, i'm crescendoing all over the place oh. let me tell you a fun fact about the instrument used to this Somehow the video store clerk has video footage of me doing that as well. He's like, I got every footage, baby. I got every video you can imagine. Um, yeah, those are the only other podcasts, the, the Spider-Man one, because the other ones were short-lived. So if you really want to, I think there's like two episodes of the superhero soundtrack show where I do Batman 89. And I had a whole script that I wrote out. It was it was not as fun as having my brother to <laughs> bounce not off as of. fun. No fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for the listener. Uh, and then the casting call was fun, but it was like, it was just a, it was something where we're like, let's just move this into our show rather than having it be a whole thing. Um, so yeah. And then finally we got Jason on Instagram. He said, what's been your favorite episode of Batman, the animated series that you reviewed so far? And which one are you most looking forward to reviewing? Well, I guess we've already answered that. 
so far. We've said leather on leather wings has been our favorite that we've reviewed so far, I would say. Or maybe not. Maybe maybe the question being reviewed changes it. I don't know. Watching and reviewing is a, somewhat a different experience. Yeah, that's uh, true. But yeah, I would say on leather wings or two face part one have both been very strong contenders. And then which one are you most looking forward to reviewing? I I got to say that the one I'm most looking forward to reviewing is probably going to have to be The Laughing Fish, I think. I just yeah. love that episode so much. I mean, Almost Got Him as well is also very good. But that's true. Grey Ghost was up there. And then on a rewatch, maybe I've got to stop hyping these up so much because... Again, like if you're so hyped to go see a movie, it doesn't live up to your expectations. And I'm not saying the Grey Ghost didn't. It was a very good episode, but not as good as I was hoping or remembered it being. And I think it was the like, hey, it's uh, you know Adam West, Adam West. West, right? Yeah, yeah. I do miss the Joker though, man. I can't wait to get to some. Joker yeah, I've been episodes. missing the Joker in the show as well. Yeah, I want Joker's favor. I want Almost Got Him. I want Laughing Fish. I love Joker's favor. I want the man who killed Batman. You know that one's a great episode as oh, well. That's a great episode. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to. Who's up for Chinese? <laughs> so if you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five star review on whatever you're listening to us on right now, as it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. And if you leave a review, we will probably read it out on the pod in our You've Got Mail segment. And please subscribe or follow us on your preferred podcast platform of choice if you haven't yet already. Go there, subscribe, hit that five stars. Seriously, helps us out a ton. And you can follow us on social media at Batman TAS Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere but Twitter, which is now X, by the way. I've got to call it X now. He's been dealing with brand X. Oh, that made it cool. Um, and they're not called tweets anymore. They're called zeets with an X. Have you seen zeets? that? Yeah, I'm going to fucking see more it, like because I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, so we may not have our X account for much longer. But uh, whilst we do, it's at Batman TAS Pod 1. And that's because why? Because we are the number one Batman the Animated Series podcast. You're goddamn right. I might keep our X account just so we can have that number one spot because that's been a running joke since day one on this podcast. It'd be weird to get rid of it. And in the description of this episode, you'll find a tip jar where you can give us any amount of money you can afford to give if you so wish. As we aren't billionaire, playboy, philanthropists, any amount you can afford to give us is not necessary, but always greatly appreciated. And finally, you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson. And you can follow Will on his socials to stay up to date on what he's working on now and get a glimpse into the workday of a comic book artist and writer. Will, where can our listeners find you? Anywhere at Robson Inc. And that's R-O-B-S-O-N-I-N-K on the internet. And please check out my comic coming to Kickstarter September 1st. I could really use your support to turn it into an actual product. Uh, I'll be launching issues one through two of that book. So check it out. More at speechcomics.com. That's right. Link in the description below. Okay, buddy. It's our final chat of the day, which is what are you putting in your holes? What's filling your holes this week? Well, I must uh, amend that we've been watching loads of Cobra Kai. I thought my wife had lost interest, but she hadn't at all. Oh, um, nice. So it was just a brief moment where she was on her phone and she wasn't like tapped out. Yeah. Yeah. She. I think she lost interest in one of the seasons, but I think... She's back in there. She really likes the character Miguel, and she does not like uh, Daniel LaRusso's daughter. And we've ha- we've been having a running joke recently because in the show, so many times 
when people are like, oh, I've had this struggle and that struggle, she always goes, everyone has their style sub story, okay? Doesn't mean you could be like, doesn't mean you have to become a bully. And I was like, what is your sub story? Like you, you grown up like super rich. You have a beamer, like, and like, <laughs> and like your family loves each other. Like, That's true. Like you have a, a lovely grandmother and like a business to inherit. You have all the opportunities in the world. Like the worst thing that's happened to you is that like you, you're in love with two men. One of them broke their back for a little while, but they're absolutely fine now. Like, yeah, get over it. So the fact that she's in a position to be like, look, everyone's got their sob story. Okay. It's like, yeah. This other lady is like, she's struggling to feed her family for this month and she doesn't know where she's going to get the money for that. Like, this guy was in Vietnam and he's got PTSD for killing his, like, sergeant, this, that, and the other. So, why don't you back the fuck up, lady? Have a good look at your life. It was very funny. I was like, just remember, she's like a 16 year old little girl. She's like, I don't care. Fuck this bitch. <laughs> Everyone's got their sub story and then she just peels out in a beamer. Yeah. So, we've just been like, we've been watching everything now and when anybody's like, talking about like what's wrong in life we keep going look everyone's got a sub story okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing what else are you watching uh we rewatched the dark knight randomly and it was so fucking good the texts we were i were getting from you that night were just gold we were glued to watching it a two and a half hour movie and neither of us went on our phones at all wow that movie just that movie just rolls and you know, I've always said, like, oh, you know, I love Heath Ledger's performance, but I always said, like, oh, he's not the Joker to me because it's more about anarchy and it's not like that he loves uh, Batman and this, that, and the other. And I said, you know, he, his character is so different than what he's from the, from the books. But after rewatching it again in, today, there's one thing that he does about the Joker that is so bright. And I've always said the Joker's a great white shark when you see him. Like you stop what you're doing and you pay attention. Yeah. And when Heath Ledger shows up as the Joker in a room or does something, you're like, "There's, there's the shark, and we need to pay attention to." Yes, the shark. you have to watch. He's gonna eat us. Yes. And that's. And I was like, okay. Well, I was like, well, you know what? He really fucking nailed Joker then because he does that. Same as when Jack Nicholson shows up, you want to pay attention to what he's doing. Same mm. as uh, Mark Hamill shows, you got to pay attention to what he's doing. But many other Jokers do not have that fucking presence. No, so, you're right. Yeah. So the fact that he had that, I was like, yeah, he was fucking amazing. His performance is spellbinding. And I don't think, like, even if he, so, like, didn't die around, uh, you know, the, the making of the film, I still think it would have been an iconic role. Uh, oh, absolutely. Role. Yeah. Um, and yeah, everyone is just great in it. The directing's great. The acting's great. The, the costuming designs. It's just such a perfect. And it's like my wife said, she's like, I like this. Like, I'm, I'm not even that huge of a Batman fan. She's like, this is just a good movie. I was like, yeah, it's like Casino Royale. It's like, it's a fantastic Bond movie, but it's also just a really just good movie. You don't need to be a Bond fan. You don't need to be a Batman fan to watch either of those films. It's a very good point. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I've always, I've always loved The Dark Knight. And um, I just love getting those messages from you that night because I was at work and just that randomly popped up. And I was like, oh, that's cool that he's, you know, watching it because I know you don't go back and rewatch a lot of stuff. No. And the fact that you had that experience still with the film that you haven't seen in a while, but like, you know, is a good movie, right? Like you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. but it just it reminded me. I was like, wow, movies today really are shit, aren't they? Like when you see something like that, good. And mm. that, you know, that, the Dark Knight's fifteen years old now. Wow, came out when I was eighteen years old. Crazy to think, like it's just such a different level of filmmaking. 
Yeah, it is. It's yeah. such a good and story. Yeah. You compare that to like the Flash that just came out, you're like, what happened? Oh, I know. And there's a, like the Dark Knight, like a lot of people, when you change the lore of superheroes, their characters, their creation or their backstory, people get really upset. Mm-hmm. And I get a piece of that because it's like, it was worked in the comics for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, however old these characters, you know, that many years. So just do that. But when someone wants to creatively tell a story and tweak things, but still keep the core of that character, that's what it works. And that's what the Dark Knight did. Like, here's an example where I think it didn't work is Batman Returns, making Penguin this sewer dwelling, like, freak I, creature i, I kind of love that person. do you i mean it's danny devito it's like yeah just lean into it i just i've never like i i love danny devito's performance i think he's amazing what he's been given but it's a very different penguin than what you know penguin to be and like i like the penguin that's this rich snob that owns like the iceberg lounge and he's like selling guns and like illegal arms to the underground of gotham whilst also trying to be like i'm a rich you know do-gooder like i like that penguin and yeah, I just think that like just mixing Two Face into that the Dark Knight, like Harvey Dent and the way they did that, like his creation was different than the books, but it was still similar and it was still done really well. And I like the way he becomes Two Face in that movie. I think it makes a yeah. lot of sense. And just just like I said, like Joker in this is a pure anarchist and and, and that's not really what he is at all in the books. Like yeah. He's he's not the agent of chaos or anything like that. It's so but it just works well for the film. It does. But like the Dark Knight made it made a stance immediately. Like this is Batman in the real world. This isn't a you know yes. super strange thing. Or anything. Yeah. They had Bane in it. He's not injecting fucking venom into him or anything like that. So no, true. Yeah. Even though ven- venom injecting stuff, it can be easily more grounded. But yeah. Anyway, steroids. But still, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, yeah. Look, I think that that scene with Joker and Batman in the prison, the interrogation room, is some of the best Joker Batman face-to-face that we've ever gotten like the conversation they have where he's like you're nothing like them don't like stop pretending to be like them like you're different and like he's like you complete me and i don't want to kill you like that's some serious like joker batman relationship right there to me that i think is is done in a really clever way that makes sense for this movie so i do like that um yeah i'm now you make me want to watch dark knight bud might go watch it it's so good bud Though I tell you what, I was a little bit just because I was like, oh, I'm going to see it in 4K for the first time. And I noticed uh, how out of, like, there's so many soft focus shots in The Dark Knight. Really? Oh, my God. Half the movie is in soft focus. And then since it was, like, filmed for um, IMAX, you can tell, like, when the the size of, like, the shot changes and stuff, which is a bit jarring. And it doesn't look 4K. I'll say that. It's not a very good translation, whatever it is. Yeah, translation, uh, yeah. So that was um that was a bit disappointing, but um I think why did we I think me and my wife watched it. Oh, I remember why. I don't know why we were talking. Oh, we saw it's we a very bro thing for you to watch. To me, it's like want to watch the Dark Knight, bro. <laughs> we were watching something. There was an actor in it, and my wife's like, "Who's that guy? I recognize that guy." I was like, "He was in the Dark Knight." She went, "Yes, he was." And I and I just looked and I went you and your friends are dead and she cracked up she's like i know exactly what you're talking about i don't know why she's like the bank teller right i was like yep the bank teller with the stub no shotgun that goes you know what bank this is you and your friends are dead but the way i said that she was like i weirdly know exactly what you're talking about 
Yeah. And then I was like, and then I was just sitting there and I've been drinking whiskey. I was like, what did you watch the fucking dark night? And that sounds dope. She was like, all right. And I was like, great. We had a supermarket Indian and watched the dark night and drank a quarter of a bottle of whiskey. And then I was hungover for a whole day afterwards. <laughs> totally worth it. Um, well, what I've been putting in my holes is after our chat with Alan Burnett, I've gone and explored some Alfred Hitchcock that I've never seen. Um, just got a whole bunch of movies on um, Apple to, to own. First one I watched that I've never seen before is North by Northwest, which um, is a beautiful looking film. First of all, I think that it's got a very strong like first act. It starts to dip in the second act. And the third act, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, this is like, this is the plot. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, Alfred Hitchcock does a very good job of like layering and building up. And then it's just like, boom, the reveal. Yeah, it was, it was a good film. I wouldn't say it was bad. I enjoyed it. I finally seen like the famous scene with the plane chasing him and him diving or like on the face of Mount Rushmore, which is in the Simpsons. And I immediately thought of Homer Simpson, like hanging out of like George Washington's nose boogies or whatever it was. And (laughs) it's parodied in that. So I, I enjoyed it. So I was like, okay, that's North by Northwest. I've seen it now. Good film. Would I ever watch it again? Probably not. It's like a fun thriller, but not enough for me to want to watch it again. So I was like, all right, what am I going to put on next? Let's stick on Dial M for Murder. Now that, buddy, was a good fucking film. I enjoyed Dial M for Murder quite a bit. It was... I think uh, I've seen... I'm pretty sure I've seen that. It's it's pretty... It's black and white, right? No. Okay, now then I'm thinking of some other film. I, I remember watching in film school some film of uh maybe thirty nine steps. That's um black and white done by him. That's like his first movie, I think. No, I don't know if it was a Hitchcock film. I just I remember someone having to call in about murders, so I just assumed I had seen it. So no, I haven't seen that. No, the, the murder was good then. It was really good. It's about a uh, man who basically um plots to kill his wife, and that's like how the whole film starts because she's been cheating on him. Um, and it's very good. Like I can see how that film then inspired like a load. That was kind of a trend of the nineties. Like there was like, Oh, I'm going to try and like, you know, murder thriller. Like I'm going to try and murder my spouse or like get away with it. Like basic instinct or like, um, all these other movies that kind of like mm-hmm. had those aspects. And dilemma for murder was one of those inspirations for those movies. And it's, it's very cleverly done. It's, it could easily be like a stage play. There's like not a lot of sets. That happened. Well, a lot of early Hitchcock, or not early, but just a lot of Hitchcock is like, general, like I said, like rope, Rope's like my favorite, and that's pretty much a stage play. Yeah. I think you'd like Dialem for Murder. I really do. I will happily watch it. Yeah. So check that out. It was really good. And then I'll probably end up watching, I've got some other ones like uh, To Catch a Thief. I got uh, Strangers on a Train, which I've never seen. Um, Rear Window and Psycho, I have both seen, and I love those movies. So I will definitely check those out at some point as well. And Rope! And rope, I got rope. So yeah, I'll be look. I'll be looking into some more Hitchcock, which I've been enjoying because I I also saw the scene in North by Northwest where um, Alan Burnett said like they stole the scene where Batman swings in the window and she's just like you know no stop no stop or whatever you know the variation they use for Batman. I saw that, so I was like that's cool. I've seen that you know connection now. So I've been watching Hitchcock to also see like what other things can I kind of pick on that you know, mirror into Batman, the animated series. So I've been enjoying that aspect as well. And that's all I've been putting in my holes. Just a couple of Hitchcock films. I've been busy. 
What, you going to do like the Universal Monsters next and then the, the Hammer films? Yeah, I'm going to do the Hammer films next. Well, well, you should watch Polar Express. Polar Express? Oh, sorry. Uh, what's it called? That's Horror the way Express. we like it on the Polar <laughs> Express. That's, that's no, that huge. Movie's, that movie's more terrifying than <laughs> yeah. the Horror Express. <laughs> That, I love if that was a big inspiration of Batman the Animated Series. Like, have you ever seen Polar Express? I'm like, the thing that came out after Batman the Animated Series? Yes. Because I did... What you're doing now, I did a similar thing with the Hammer films. Uh, was it last year or something like that? Just because I was... You know, I'm really in, I've been into horror a lot the past couple of years. And I've been going back and watching... The, I've seen all the Universal classics and I own all of them and... And then I was like, oh, like, I never have seen these Hammer movies where it's freaking Grand Moth Tarkin and Count Dooku, like, trading roles in horror movies. I was like, yeah. that sounds great. And a lot of them suck, uh, but some of them are good. I like how you <laughs> reference both those Star Wars characters. <laughs> so people are like, oh, I know those characters. Got you. Christopher Lee and, and Peter uh, Cushing. Peter Cushing. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, that's pretty much all we got time for this week. Is there anything yeah. you want to add before we? Oh, you oh, It's a big, it's a big day for you. It is a big day. I have lots to do today. All right. Well, then let's get fucking going, shall we? Why are you talking so much? All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Batman the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. I've been the Grey Ghost. <laughs> and remember that we are vengeance. We are the night. We are a podcast. Goodbye. Toodles. Well, I um, I ordered a new microphone. Um, Again, well, yeah. Well, to be fair, I listened back to the podcast recently, and I was like, "Your mic sounds like shit." Yes, I agree. It doesn't sound great, does it? So I've, I've like spent some not crazy money, but like this one I got was already like it wasn't. It was crap the moment you got it. Yeah, I knew it. I know. And you're like, no, it's, it's an upgrade from the last one. I was like, it's definitely it's not, downgrade. is it? Yeah. So this one is like legit. This one I got. So we should be all right. How, how much did you spend? Hundred pounds. I see. I know you're lying to make it sound. No, I spent a hundred pounds. I said she was. So I think like we spent one hundred and seventy-five to two hundred pounds. I did not. I spent a hundred pounds on the microphone. What was wrong with your first mic? You have the same mic as me, and my mic sounds great. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just wanted like I just a better setup. That those mics don't fit well in the crane for me, and. All sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah, so. you, you're weird and you broke your cranes. Like, yes. I, I bought you like three cranes and you smashed all That's of them. That's why I got like a, a, you know, this microphone because that was just such a pain in the ass. I also speak with the mic like right up to my face and you yours is a bit far away, so it's always going to be worse quality. Well, yeah, but okay, well, I can get a bit. Because I'm like, hello there. Yeah, it does sound this. better when you're closer, doesn't it? So I'll get I'll get a bit, but my mouth on I this fucking thing. I went closer. Suck <laughs> I went closer because somebody told me to get closer to their microphone. Yes. This was upon your instructions. Well, a hippo is a crit, and that is you, my friend. <laughs> Very critical hippo you are. <laughs> Little wig, he is a hypocrite. <laughs> he spent 500 pounds on a microphone. I did not. I spent... He's in debt because of his microphone. So it was... And it arrives, <clears throat> it won't be good quality anymore. It'll be even worse than the previous microphone. <laughs> <laughs>
he is spending so much money. He is spending so much money. Bam, 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 bam. You gotta start selling off all of your merchandise to make rent. <laughs> Just sell all my old microphones. No one wants them. There's no, but nobody wants them. There's a big sign that says like microphone sale. Please, I'm desperate. <laughs> I I keep buying the wrong microphone. <laughs> <laughs> then my, my la- it's more expensive, but it's worse. My landlord's like, pay your rent, you lousy has been podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I did do a, um, when I worked last night, there was a wedding and there was a, like, uh, like he looked like he was 18 or 19. So he must've been getting drunk for one of the first times ever. And he's around his whole family and he fucking booted all over the dance floor. Cause I was doing the, uh, like it was when I was closing down and I was in the kitchen doing the washing up and I've gotten to know the staff there and stuff. So one of these guys came in. And he was looking for a bucket underneath me. Um, and I was like, oh, there's one over there. And just asking, I was like, oh, what do you need it for? And he's like, some kid just fucking puked all over the floor in front of his whole family. And I was like, oh, that sucks. I was like, you're kidding. And then I uh-huh. then I went to the, the toilet before I left. And he was in one of the stalls. And I think his dad was there, like, standing outside. And you know that, like, concerned but stern dad voice where it's like, are you okay? Like, I care, but also I'm so mad at you right now. And he's like... As long as you don't actually have alcohol poisoning, this is a serious situation. I'm extremely cross at you. Yes, exactly. And then in between throwing up, he's like, I'm so sorry! (laughs) I had, like, two beers! I took my sweet time washing my hands just listening to this whole thing. It was very funny. Yeah, maybe he did get drunk with the first. It's just one of those things where it's like, "Whoa, this this juice makes me feel good." Yeah, I'm gonna keep getting more and more of this because it makes me. I'm feel even better now. <laughs> oh no, I've taken too much fun <laughs> juice, and this is no longer fun. Man, I haven't thrown up from alcohol. Cool. I don't even know the last time I threw up from alcohol. It's been a long time. I drink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've thrown up as well. Um, quite a while, but. Also, I never, even as a kid, I never got that drunk where, like, I'm throwing up spontaneously in front of my family, you know, like, at an event, a wedding. I was like a cat that knows when it's about to die. Like, I went off somewhere. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a great analogy. Like, yeah, put myself to bed. I've always been sick from alcohol in a toilet. I've always found a, a toilet. And I think I've been sick from alcohol my whole life probably a good 10 times i can see you doing it very politely as well like okay i'm going to be sick and you just kind of like walk in and then like you know i do like i don't know like if you have a button shirt you're unbuttoning a bit like i don't want to get a little napkin like okay here we go i do take my my shirt off here we go and i do i I clean the bowl and everything oh my god Dirty bowls, I just get a bit of bleach and clean it all. <laughs> okay, that's a bit more sick. All right, wipe my face off and wait for the next wave. Here we go. Oh, that feeling when you're just like laying on a bathroom floor. Oh, like, oh. my decisions in life have <laughs> led me. Like the, bath- the bathroom floor is so comfortable. I think I'll just go to sleep here. Uh, I think that's why I rarely did throw up because when I was in those situations I was like this is rock bottom <laughs> like I'm like 16 and I'm like oh my life is over <laughs> I had a friend that he was his first time getting drunk and we were like sharing a headphone 
listening to some music and i was like oh you're drunk and i like shook his head around he was like <gasps> and he just picked up his shirt and like held like the bottom of it up so his shirt was in like a scoop formation and was just sick inside his shirt oh, and no. he, was just look- he was just looking at me like oh god he's just <laughs> holding his shirt up what do i do with sick. like what do i do it's coming sick and the- what's so stupid about that is that like you have to take that shirt off so when you do all the sick is going to go everywhere anyway you, you're yeah, it's going to go like over his head yeah you're better or like or you dump it on the floor but if you dump mm. it's going to go all down your legs so you might as well have just puked on the floor oh that's so yeah weird. but it was like someone's basement and it was carpeted like I, I guess it was a bit more courteous to be like I'll lift up my shirt so my sick doesn't get anywhere <laughs> this is better than just going bow on the floor like I guess in a way it was ni- nicer but just seeing puke like in a, and it was a white shirt so oh. you could like like and oh, the light, a basement light gag. was hitting it. Oh, a basement light was hitting it. So you just saw like this, this uh, chunky like, soup, liquid, liquid mound through the shadows <laughs> of the shirt. <laughs> just porridge. Yeah. Oh god, that is just yeah. No, we all had eaten pizzas, so it just smelled like like pepperoni and sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a lovely way to start the morning. Oh my god! Yeah, I I love how you were around all these polite sickers. Like, I I was I mean I guess I was considerate when I was being sick, but like I was never like to the point of like okay I'm going to remove this and I'm going to fold a towel and I'm going to uh, get myself a glass of water. It was like a whole ritual. I would never do that. I'd be like I'm gonna boot <laughs> done. <laughs> Here we go. Wow. I would always have to work up to it as well because I, I, I think it's because I was like, oh, I know I'm going to be sick. Like maybe I can fight it and get past it, but it's better just to get it. Out. I think it always was like, oh, it's just better to get it out. I'm going to be sick. And I think it was like, well, I don't want to just like try and because I think the people that just throw it around it, they probably try and fight through it. Like you can hold it in, and it just gets to the point where like, oh, blah! where if you take yourself off to the toilet, then you know like you're going to be sick at some point. Hey. Let's start a podcast about Batman, shall we? <laughs> Out of my lower intestine comes the gray vomit. <laughs> the gray matter. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go.